Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse DePlantis here. Last week, we preached the superstructure of salvation. Part one, the doctrine of forgiveness. This is part two. You know, when you are born again, God takes the wreckage of your past, throws it into the sea of forgetfulness. He puts it so deep that it can't be washed up ever again. Now, that's as good as it gets. Think about the God who can do anything, anytime. He can't remember your sin because he washed it away. That's what he can't do, and he can't lie. Call a friend, tell him to turn that television on. This is part two now, the superstructure of salvation, the doctrine of forgiveness. And guess what? You're going to be forgiven because God's word is true. Watch and be blessed. Why does God forgive and forget? Write this down. God's forgiveness and forgetfulness stops the wreckage of people's lives to be washed up on the beach of life. Let me say it again. God's forgiveness and forgetfulness stops the wreckage of people's lives to be washed up on the beach of life. He puts it so deep it can't be washed up. The wreckage of your past deeds. Now, what the church does sometimes, they'll get around the sea of forgetfulness and they'll, they'll get some, goop, some scuba gear. And, and they try to get down to the bottom to find out who you are. But they're going to die trying. Because the pressure of forgiveness will destroy them. Just like the pressure in that deep will destroy you. Let me say it again. God's forgiveness and forgetfulness stops the wreckage of people's lives to be washed up on the beach of life. How does he do that? He delights in mercy. Have you noticed my son, Jesse? God brags on me all the time. Did I shock you with that? He does. I brag on him all the time. Yeah. We like each other. You see what I'm saying? He does my work. I do his work. Some of y'all missed that right there. Lord Jesus, listen to what I'm saying. He gets involved in my work. I get involved in his work. Isn't that a blessing? He delights in it. And the Bible said, delight yourself therefore in the Lord. Watch this. He'll give you the what? The what? A little louder. The what? Of whose heart? Whose heart? Whose heart, Lord? Why do you have a problem receiving that? Because you're looking at the wreckage of the past. Hmm. So God's forgiveness and forgetfulness stops the wreckage of people's lives to be washed up on the beach of life. I got up this morning. I said, hello, Jesus. He said, hi, Jesse. We had a good time <laughs> Last night, boy, when I went to bed, I said, oh, Lord, what a good day. But when I eat dinner last night with some, good, some, some friends, I, I enjoyed myself. I got back in the bed. I said, man, I said, I had a good day. He said, I noticed you was enjoying yourself. I said, yeah. He said, I was enjoying watching you. And we said something and we laughed and we thought we had a good, nice time. It was a blessing. Hallelujah. I ordered some ice cream and Kathy went, no, no, and ate it all. Everybody, well, not everybody, uh, 
Uh-oh, almost all of it, you know. <laughs> it's a temptation. She has a hard time stopping. I said, just enjoy yourself. We're having a good day today. Yeah. Satan tried to hurt someone, and my God, they were there just smiling. I said, oh, devil, you can give it your best shot, but you can't win, baby. You're not going to, you're already lost. You're a loser going to where to lose. On the limits of retardation, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. He said, had a nice time. Then we drove home, and my God, man, it was just such a blessing. Kathy said, I'm going in my massage chair. She likes that crazy chair. I call it a torture chamber. I don't go in that thing. I'm telling you, if you got one in there, it hurts you. I told Leroy all the time, he said, I'm going to try. I said, don't get in there, Leroy. Oh, no, no. I believe it's okay. I said, Leroy, I'm your friend. I'm trying to help you. Stay out of there. He got in that thing and he was sore for three days. He said, oh, I hurt. And I said, mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> Pulls you, squeeze your legs, jerk you, make you do this. amazing to me. Not me. I went to bed feeling good. Got up feeling good. It was a blessing. Write this down. Forgiveness deals only with the past. Let me say it again. Forgiveness deals only with the past. The forgiven soul needs power for the present and the future. See, forgiveness deals only with the past because the past never sees the future. The forgiven soul needs power for the present and future. When God forgave me, I needed power for my present and my future. How do you stop drinking a fifth of whiskey a day? That's just during the day. You finish that about 4.30 in the afternoon. Then you're going to the club and now you start drinking and you drink four of those stainless steel malt cups they used to make milkshakes out of from nine to about two o'clock. You are so pickled. How do you stop that? I needed power for the present and the future. I got born again in a bathroom in Boston, Massachusetts. Didn't even know how to pray the prayer of salvation. I said, whatever Billy says, well, evidently the Lord heard Billy and accepted my prayer, Billy Graham. I drank enough scotch, tequila, bourbon, vodka, 151 Puerto Rican rum, <clears throat> moonshine. This stuff would start your car. It would start your, you could run your car on moonshine. 200 proof. Look at Glenn, he's probably tasted that himself. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, man, put that in your body to kill you. God's mercy said, we're going we gonna, to we gonna, we gonna save this fool. Stop it. Boom. Cussing, cussing, cussing. Every other word, cuss, cuss. God. Kathy said, I notice you have a new language. Remember that you said that to me? Went into that club, not playing that thing, and that girl started putting that Chevy's Regal scotch 
and water. And I, and I said, I don't want any. And I heard myself say, I can't believe I said I don't want any. <laughs> Body change, this unique, phenomenal God. Forgave me. See, forgiveness only deals with the past. Now, I had to have something to walk in the present and the future. And what I did, I found me a Gideon Bible in a hotel. I don't know if they're still there. I don't know. It was a blessing. I didn't start with the book of John. That's what everybody started. I started with page one. That's how you read a book. It's true. I started with page one. It says, in the beginning. I said, I'm at the beginning. And this is me. God created heaven and earth. Wow, man, I've never seen that before. Whoa, he did. I started with the word and I've kept it ever since. And as I read more and read more, I developed more and developed more to the point that I've actually forgot some of my worst sins. And so when people say, you know what you did? No, I didn't do that. Yes, you did. No, I did not. What? That man died. He doesn't exist. I'm a new creature with a new feature in Christ. Forgiveness deals only with the past. The forgiven soul needs power for the present and the future. I want, this is very important what I'm about ready to say. I want you to write it down. Forgiveness doesn't necessarily change a person's character or nature. Mm -mm. Forgiveness doesn't necessarily change a person's character or nature. See, what got born again is your spirit man. Now you have to develop your character and your nature to listen to that spirit man through a renewed soul and a crucified body. Forgiveness doesn't necessarily change a person's character or nature. See, that's what confuses people. Okay, let's say they're drinking a lot. And they got to say, or they're doing drugs. And they got to say, they're so excited. They came to the altar. They cried, shouted, praise God, hallelujah. They got saved. They can't understand when they walked out the church, why they have the temptation to want to drink again. Or they want to do the drugs again. What happened? It didn't change your nature or your character. It changed your spirit. Now your spirit, through a renewed soul, mind, will, and most be not conformed, this world be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you may know that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You know. Huh? So that when these things come at you, you go, oh no. That man died. I have power now. To say no. To all those things. See, and that's confusing to people. So they try to spin it. Well, you know, the Lord put the marijuana, you know, the herb. The herb in the ground for us to enjoy the herb. See, that's an unrenewed mind. Forgiveness doesn't necessarily change a person's character or nature. See, that's why preachers mess up. Because their character is not equal to their gift. They have the gifting of God. They've been called to preach. They can lay hands on the sick and they recover. But they can't control themselves. Oh, right, let's put it in the secular world. You can make the whole world laugh. Robin Williams, just fall out. But he goes home depressed and kills himself. See, now you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, 
That doesn't mean because you're born again that your character and nature has been changed. You have been changed your spirit. Now it's for you to change your character. I will not do that and change your nature. I will not look upon that. My God. Now Joseph had, he had power even though the spirit of God wasn't like it is today. But he had such a unique love of God and this woman puts the hit on him. He says, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against my God? See, his God was greater than the passion of his body. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So forgiveness doesn't necessarily change a person's character or nature. So I believe I just answered a lot of questions. I don't know why they do that. Because they have to change their character and nature. I went to the mall with Kathy and my granddaughter. She came to spend the night. We were so glad. So she says, uh, I said, would y'all like to go to the mall? And you know, normally I go home. I went to the mall when I walked with them because I carry the bags and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just standing there and, and they were shocked that I just stood there and watched them spend my money. I just stood there. In fact, I heard them calling me, grandfather, what you doing? I said, thinking. Your grandfather's always thinking. And I just followed them. Let me have your bags. And man, we went to all the different places, shoe stores and and what? School shoes. School shoes and, and you ever heard of school shoes at Chanel? But anyway, I don't understand about that. You know, but anyway, I don't know what that is. But they had to have a little makeup and, and all kinds of stuff. And do you want the bag? Oh, yes, we want the bag. Why you want the bag? You got a big bag. You stick the little bit Chanel bag. Oh, no. Ain't nobody looking at the dealer's bag. Walk out dealers with that Chanel bag. You see people go. And you know what they're thinking? They've been, they've been, they, there's some money in that bag. Oh, that's why everybody wants the Louis Vuitton bags. I'm talking about the paper bag. I'm not talking about the purse. You ever notice they walk like, and it's so heavy, but oh, they're going to hold that bag. They want that bag, boy. That bag means a lot. Why? It's telling something that this is not cheap. Mm. And that's okay. That's fine. I don't have any problem with that. I know, forget, I don't know if the, the Louis Vuitton store there at Canal Place, they, if they still only let so many people go in. I don't know if they've changed that or not. But I, I wasn't going to stand in that line. And Kathy and Jody and Meredith standing in that line. So uh, Kevin, I just walked the world like they were in the line like we are right there. I was about this far away and I just stood there. Right there by the entrance. And it took about, I guess, 40 minutes, 35, 40. Finally, they get to the front. The lady says, and I walked, she said, excuse me. I said, I'm the one with the money. They said, come on in. <laughs> I'm the one with the money. Just come on in. And I, I didn't do nothing but do what I'm doing now. I just walked around. And I noticed they were all looking at the bags and all the people were looking at me because I was the one with the money. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of that. Why should I be ashamed of that? Why should I act poor when I'm not poor? Isn't that living a lie? Huh? See, I'm not, I am not ashamed to give God honor even if the world's spitting on me. Yeah. 
and mad at me. Now, I don't throw it in their face, but I give him glory on everything I do. Now, what I'm about ready to read this point is probably the most important point in this message. Ready? Memory. Everybody say memory. All right, listen to this. Memory too never forgives. Memory too never forgives. But what is impossible to us is possible to God. Memory never forgets. Now, oh man, yeah, he saved, but you know what he did before? Mm. Think about that for a minute. Memory, too, never forgives. But what is impossible to us is possible to God. In Mark chapter 1, verse 15, he says, repent and believe the gospel. It's the good news. I never forget one time a man was making a confession to me. I said, stop. You're going to put something in my memory that I need not know. I'm going to do like God. I'm going to throw it in the sea of forgetfulness. Never think of it again. So if your memory brings it up, shut it down. You haven't had it. It's not deep enough in the sea yet. Think about that. We had a wonderful time with Meredith. Never had this. She's 13, going on 27. You know how that is. And so she came over. And she likes to watch a movie. I said, you want, you want grandfather to put the, the aid on? She goes, no, let's talk. I said, talk. I said, yeah. She goes, has you ever had your heart broken, grandfather? Have you ever had a crush? I said, yeah. Who was your first girlfriend? You ready for this? Peggy Gidry. She was 12 years old, living golden metal. I like that. But I live way past, and my daddy moved down to Venice because he had to go to work for Getty All Company down there. Peggy. And I'd get to see her once or twice. A year. Oh, Lord. So we would write letters to each other. I said, that's called, what's that, babe? Did you tell her you loved her? No. <laughs> see, see, her memory never lets, see, she just proved my point. She just proved my point. Memory. She's still nailing me to the wall about that. Good God Almighty. Let me go pray for this woman. I need to lay hands on her. No, I didn't. And I said, puppy love, they call it, but it still hurts. It still hurts. And sometimes adults don't, don't understand that. Shut up, boy. You, you'll meet a girl next week. Oh, shut up, girl. Don't worry about it. No, no, they hurt. But they never let you forget. Never. And she couldn't get over it. I said, yeah, oh, man, I liked her, but we broke up. You had any other one? I said, well, I was engaged one time to a, a, a lady. You were. I said, before I met your Mimi, and she cut me off. She said, did Mimi ever had a broken heart? I said, no, Mimi breaks hearts. 
I'm sorry, Kathy. I just had to tell him. Forgive me, please. That's a funny story, but I'll never forget that conversation with my granddaughter. I thought I never had that kind of a conversation with my granddaughter. It's hard to forget when someone breaks your heart, right? Maybe some of you have a broken heart. God can help you today. But God is in this healing business. The power of his forgiveness does so much. Well, like what? Well, when you're estranged, it brings reconciliation. When you're indicted, it brings justification. When you pollute it, it brings cleansing. When you're sick, it brings healing. When you obstruct it, it brings clearing. Think about that. Are you struggling with anything like that? God delights in mercy, wants to be a blessing. He's offering you a charter of freedom. You can be free. Whom the Son is set free is free indeed. Can I pray for you? Father, save people, God. Help them clean everything out. Take the wreckage of their past and destroy it. Never to be remembered against them anymore, Lord. They believe with their heart, they confess with their mouth. You rose from the dead. They say, they may not know how to say that, but Lord, it just comes from the heart and you saved them. Thank you for saving them, forgiving them, and helping them today. In Jesus' mighty name. Ooh, Lord, that was a good prayer, wasn't it? It's so simple. You know, people say, I, I, you know, I don't know those kind of scriptures. Believe with your heart, confess with your mouth. Neither did I when I got born again. I watched Billy Graham on television, and I went into a bathroom. I didn't know how to pray a prayer of salvation. You know what I said? Whatever Billy said, I got born again. God understands. Do you understand? The wreckage of your life is past right now. Whoo, that's a big statement. You just got born again. Now stay right there. The show's not over. I'll be back in just another moment to rejoice with you. Watch this be blessed now. I believe that God has placed within each one of us a deep desire to live a better life. Whether it's a life free from pain, fear, or lack of any kind, God wants to bring that to pass for you. In my book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, you'll discover how to achieve the better life God has for you. You know, long before you took your first breath, God had designs on you for glorious living. You are designed for glorious living. Available at JDM.org. We've been to Australia, we've been to Europe, just preaching the gospel everywhere. Just, just going over, preaching the gospel. Jesus! And how can they hear lest they have a preacher? the world forget the words of God. And the only way they're going to do that is with voices and people like me and you. That's why I'm on television all the time. That's why I'm trying to get as much television time as I can. Not so many more people can see who I am, but I am interested in building God's kingdom to such a degree that the world will see who he really is. Come on, it's time.
I hope you're enjoying this message today. This was part two of the superstructure of salvation. That power of forgiveness, that doctrine of forgiveness. What a blessing of God that is. And it, it's all possible because of our faithful financial partners who help us preach this gospel all over the world. Think about that. You've heard me say it thousands, maybe more than that. For every dollar given this ministry, give me a soul into the kingdom. I'm a working machine, ladies and gentlemen. I've been working full time since I'm 11 years old, and I'm 73 by the time you see this program. It doesn't make any difference. You see, God's word is so true. I want to get people saved. I want to get them healed. I want to get them blessed. I also want to bless you with this. For your August partnership, we're offering a message entitled, Christianity is a Revealed Religion. Listen, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you have more than just religion. You have life and that more abundantly flowing inside of you right now. I encourage you to get your copy of this powerful message. How do I get it? You go to jdm.org and just get it right there. You can have it. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is to order it and just be blessed by the God's power and God's love. I want to thank you, partners. I, I hope we say thank you enough. And I, Sometimes I, I say, is the word thank you big enough? Because you do so much. We've never had a financial deficit in this ministry in 46 years. And we've been through some big inflation times in the early 80s, in the 70s. Whoo! But God's word was true. Hallelujah. Because I trusted you and you trusted me. We both trust God. So thank you for sending a wonderful financial seed so I can get more people saved. Boy, I tell you what, I, I do it. I do. Find out. Follow me sometimes. You know, maybe come to some of the churches and conventions that I preach and watch it happen. It's such a blessing of the Lord. Thank you, partners, for helping me today. We link together, boy. It's a covenant, isn't it? Now, don't forget to tune in next week for my new message. Listen to this. The two kinds of Christians. There are two. You got to get it next week. You <laughs> say, you going to give me something? No, no. You got to get it next week. It will bless you and minister to you. Once again, partners, thank you for helping me. And to all you wonderful people, congratulations. You got born again. You're in the kingdom of God. Your life wreckage is gone. See you next week. God bless. Bye-bye. Jesse Duplantis Ministries is reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time more than ever before online. So like us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and stay connected to all the exciting things happening at Jesse Duplantis Ministries. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I got a new product for you entitled The Two Kinds of Christians. There are two. There's some people that go to a church, but they're not in the church. Vast difference. There's two kinds of Christians, and you need to be the right one. I hope you can order this today. The two kinds of Christians will be a blessing to you. It will give you revelation of knowledge, and you'll know what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and how to do it. Get it today. Did you know that doubt is a habit? Yes, it is. You aren't born a doubter. You learn to doubt over time. In my book, I Never Learned to Doubt, you will learn something. And what is that? To go back in time and regain what was lost so that you can enjoy more peace, more joy, more favor, and more blessing. The wonder of faith is a pure thing. It's a childlike thing. And faith is the only thing that God responds to. When you never learn to doubt, life is so much better. I never learned to doubt. It's my new book. Get it today. Your practical life must be in harmony with your professed creed. In other words, if you believe in love, you ought to exhibit love. 
If you believe in patience, you ought to exhibit patience. If you believe in healing, you ought to be well healthy. If you believe in prosperity, you ought to be wealthy.